Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a movie that I have seen a million times on TBS. It is 1998's Home Fries. Home Fries. It is, it's true. It really is a movie that plays a lot on cable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is, is kind of wild after rewatching it. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff happens in this movie that's like not casual. No, it's, it's not. not <laughs> it's not chill. This isn't like, oh, a little messy romantic comedy. There's like a lot of weird shit going on in this movie. Yeah. So this movie is directed by Dean Parasot, who I assume directs a lot of things. He's apparently directing the new um, Bill and Ted movie that's not out yet. Um, called Bill and Ted Face the Music, which I hope is good, but like the rest of his track record, including this, is not great. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't know how he got picked for Bill and Ted, but uh, he made some TV movies before this. He, um, fuck off. Where is the thing? Why is IMDb not cooperating with me today? I know why I said fuck off, not fuck up to y'all. Fuck off to my phone. Oh. Fuck <laughs> off, listeners. Everyone shuts it off. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's so mad now. Um, yeah, did a lot of television. Uh, did a t- TV movie. Directed Galaxy Quest, which is a good movie. It might be his best. Yeah, no, because it was also... Then it was Fun with Dick and Jane. And Red 2, the one with like all the old people is like aged and they're all like flirting with each other and mostly TV. But uh, I guess the real story here is who wrote it. <laughs> it was written by Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad. Wow, that actually makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, because it has a really intense subject matter just like thrust into it. Like, but 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 not really thoroughly addressed. <laughs> yeah, before this is this was his second writing job after a Dennis Quaid movie called Wild Napalm. Uh, so he made Home Fries, and then he moved on to he was a writer on the X Files, and then created a spinoff called The Lone Gunman of, that didn't that didn't go well, and then he moved on to like. Oh my God! He wrote the screenplay for Hancock, another winner. And oh after man. he wrote the screenplay for Hancock, that's when Breaking Bad came, and Better Better Call Saul, and you know all of his recent fame. So <laughs> I guess uh, this was a stepping stone for Mr. Vince Gilligan. And to be and to be totally clear, I am one of those people who has never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen so am Better I. Call Saul. I don't. That's I, crazy that both of us are, statistically, no, especially since we both watch a lot of TV. Yeah, and I was in um, graduate school for writing television while it was still a pretty big thing. Um, it was kind of waning down a little bit, but it was still a pretty big thing. And people were, like, writing um, specs of, like, Better Call Saul and, like, talking about how much Breaking Bad had, like, changed their life. And I would just sit there being like, that's cool. None of you have seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like priorities. Get your life right before I talk to you about this. Um, like. So Home Fries is a movie about 
a lot of things. Uh, yeah. We have, we have Drew Barrymore, who is pregnant, and she works at this place called Burgermatic. And she was sleeping with an older man, and she thought that she was the only woman in his life, but it turned out she finds out after she got pregnant that he had a fam that he had a wife and he had a family. And, uh, so Drew Barrymore is really the only innocent character in it. And I'm going to get to why that's really telling about the movie in a second. But, um, we have, we have Luke Wilson and Jake Busey, which is, uh, uh, Gary Busey's son, and you can tell the family resemblance there is very clear. Yeah, especially when he smiles oh, big. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Right. It's all in there. Um, and they are mama's boys and amateur pilots. I can't tell if they were in the military before. I mean, I assume that they must have been in the military before, because where do they get their money? How do they have the time? How'd they get a helicopter so many questions. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were in the military. At least at least I know that Luke Wilson was cuz his character straight up says that. Yeah. I could I could honestly believe Jake Busey's character just like using the stuff, but I think they're both military trained. Yeah. And so we have Catherine O'Hara who plays their mother and their mother is okay, let's talk about women for a second. Um <laughs> let's talk about wi- my favorite subject. Uh, so <laughs> Catherine O'Hara plays a character that you will find a lot in fiction, especially fiction created by men, where she is manipulative, hysterical, um, just like constantly. She, she yeah, she's controlling. Has these, like, trigger words um, that really get out Jake Busey's character specifically. It's like, you're trying to ruin our family. Our family is falling apart. What are you trying to do to the family? And when she says these things, it makes her sons, but especially Jake Busey, um, it seems like they have like a little bit of a psychotic break where they don't know what to do and all they can do is like whatever she tells them to do. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely like a very emotionally abusive relationship and like she she's in their heads. I mean, she's really in Jake Busey's head. It seems like Luke Wilson's just kind of like a pushover. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. hard to figure out where he's really at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the movie wants to explore that, which is fine. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we have this woman who is you know it's it's weird that she's the villain of the movie but she was also cheated on so it's really strange that the person who was really this man had a whole other woman and a whole other child outside of the marriage but the movie positions her as a bad person and i mean she acts like a bad person in it but it's weird that out of all the people that could there's like no empathy for her like it's not like they didn't even write her as a villain where like we see her vulnerability and how she got there because that can make her way more compelling she just feels like a cartoon character to me and she she basically refuses to take any responsibility even near the end where it's like very clear that she like messed up her kids and Luke Wilson is just like, just admit that you messed up, uh, that you messed us up, that you that you did this on purpose, that you did this. And she can't even do that. So really, to the end, she's lying, which. It's okay. just not interesting it's when not. a villain is so like straight up 
you know, cartoon sketch villain, and, and and you don't have moments where you're like, wow, you're really compelling because like you you do these evil things, but like I get, I can understand why. And what I think is is that men, because because these because this is always with men, I feel like men find these characters to be compelling, and I would really like them to sit down and unpack this because I don't. Because if we're going to keep on running into this, you know, we have to ask. Like, it, Obviously, someone resonates with this kind of portrayal of a woman. And, I mean, Catherine O'Hara, she's a great performer. She's great on Schitt's Creek currently. Oh, I love her. She's, she's wonderful. I love her. I've always loved her. I love her in all the um, Christopher Guest films. She's so funny. She's so beautiful. Uh, and she's doing her best. Like, it's really not her fault. It's really how this character I, is written. I honestly feel that way about most of the cast. Um, like, they're all really trying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also a great cast. You know, it's Drew Barrymore. It's Luke Wilson. It's, But, yeah, but the writing, the characters are just not fleshed out, particularly the female characters. I've... I feel like like you were saying uh, um, how male creators and writers need to unpack this, um, you know, this, this trend, this, this evil mother character. Yeah, because it, it is interesting because it does definitely feels like her character is obviously, you know, manipulative and, and maybe based on uh, someone who's a narcissist on some level. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and that could be really interesting. And it, and it makes me wonder if the men who write this, this is really their perception of women who are like that. And they can't see the humanity in those women. Yeah, I and I'm not defending her behavior, but um, it's interesting to me. Yeah, no, I think that this is a situation where men, like, I feel like we run into this with a lot of these movies where men want to understand a woman's behavior. They want to get it, so they write about it. But then when they write about it, they don't dig deep enough, and they don't know how to dig deep enough. And I think that this is... This is honestly the case here. And we are, of course, juxtaposing this mother, a bad mother, with a with a finger quotes good mother, which is Drew Barrymore. And Drew where Drew Barrymore really gets the short stick here is that she's not really written to be a person. She is written to be a better person than Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, she is um Yeah, she it, it also feels like I mean, to me, it, it feels a little fetishy almost like this, just all the shit, like all the shit that Drew Barrymore is dealing with. It's like, oh, it's almost like a Virgin Mary kind of vibe. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like this young, beautiful, sweet. It seems like everyone woman, wants to like, fuck this person. Everything's woman. <laughs> so hard and like she's poor and like this guy, you know, lied to her and now she's going to have a baby and like um and it just feels like the way that she's written like you never see her get angry about her circumstances. No. Or like um like you do see her be sad, but like she's so just like innocent and it does feel yeah, it just feels tropey to me. It and feels tropey. It feels and fetishy. Like, oh, it feels like, oh, this is what a good woman is. She's sweet and beautiful and smiles through all the pain that the world puts on her. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> right. Yes. And of course, we also have, my God, I can't believe that they got her to be in this movie. I was so mad. The fact that Shelley Duvall oh, is yeah. in this movie and only gets a couple scenes and the scenes that she does get just basically is just like, oh, like trying to be the opposite, like. Shelley Duvall and Drew Barrymore are written to be the opposite of Catherine O'Hara. And so they're just like the nicest women on the planet. Like that's the yeah. whole part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like it's it's very 
Yeah, and I also think it's interesting that Catherine O'Hara, she's supposed to be the villain. She's supposed to be the bad woman, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But she is, she has power. She does. And that, you know, the good women, Drew Barrymore and her mom, are both very disempowered in a lot of ways because of their circumstances. Yeah. Like, Drew Drew Barrymore's dad is an alcoholic who gets violent. Yeah. Um, It's never, you know, revealed whether he, like, beats family members, but he does, like, bring a gun to her younger brother's birthday party so he's obviously not okay and so it's it's it also kind of fucked me up that there's this positioning of like these long-suffering women are the good ones and the woman that has I don't like the that, woman that's like that has re- power is the bad yeah, one. And I just like, feel like that is so that happens in these movies. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally happens in these movies and it's very upsetting because like what <laughs> What do we even know about any of these women? And I feel also that I have to address the elephant to the room for Vince Gilligan. Um, I never, like I said, I never watched Breaking Bad. I never watched Better Call Saul. But I always knew that men on the internet hated Walter White's wife, Skylar. Hated her for all of the choices that she made. Now, this guy is a monster, this Walter White character, from what I've read and from what people have said and, you know, just from the juxtaposition, because I did see the pilot and I did see some of the last episodes, so the juxtaposition of where he started and where he ends. Right, his arc. So it's always been really confusing to me and to a lot of other women online why everyone hates Skylar. And, oh, yeah, I w- this is a good time to point out why I did not watch Breaking Bad. So the pilot of Breaking Bad, uh, we have a man, we have a teacher who finds out that he has cancer and he decides that he's going to start, like, selling drugs and, you know, working with, uh, you know, a, a young man who... <laughs> Jesse, I think his name is, and all yeah, this stuff. Jesse. And so he goes through this whole like journey where he's just like, okay, I'm gonna be a badass now. Like it's like his start of darkness. And at the very end of the pilot, he gets into bed, he gets behind his wife Skylar, and he just starts like he just like takes her from behind in a very uncomfortable way. And it's like, and she's like, she's kind of like like a nerved at the beginning and then she but you know then she like feels like pleasure and it's just like a weird scene and I just remember watching it and just being like I don't know if she consented to this sex and I feel like this is supposed to be a badass moment for him but I don't really think anyone's really thinking about how it looks for him to just like roll up on her with the dick in that way yeah I really it made me really uncomfortable yeah. Um, and I just did not watch any more of it because I just didn't I didn't like that. Cuz also with a pilot, <laughs> like you know, the whole point of a pilot is to set a tone and 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 a, you know, the very very first layer of foundation for characters how they interact with each other. So if that's the first foot forward of their relationship, you know, before things go before like, they get bad. Before <laughs> things get bad and it's just and and like you said it's not it's not a scene where like it's obvious that they're into this and she's like, it's hot, you know? And she's like, yeah. You know? Like it's um, one of those things where like, I feel like it's like, like supposed to be him just like, Oh, I'm going to fuck my wife, you know? And it's like, right. she's a person with a name. Like, right. And it's like, she, she seems to like be into it at the, but it's like, it's, you know, there's a, there's a difference. And I mean, I, I feel like this is like a, 
whole thing. But, you know, sometimes when people assault other people, they'll be like, oh, well, she liked it. She was responding to it. A lot of that response is shock. Yeah. Um, And so it's very hard to tell if the, the pleasure that she was feeling was like, wow, I like this pleasure or shock pleasure. And that weird area in the middle where I didn't know which one it was, was did not excite me. And and <laughs> the fact that there are that like those kinds of scenes are pretty common, like where consent is not like you can show consent very easily without yeah. having a moment where they're like, is the, like, would you like to have sex at this moment? Like, There's it's like, not like a eight million me, ways to show consent. Let me that hand are you not, this contract. Yeah. For sex. Like that, that's not <laughs> awkward. Like, um, so I don't know why it's so hard for so many people who create television and movies, m- lots of times men, but yeah. really, you know, uh, and I do genuinely believe that these kinds of scenes and how normal they are contribute to rape culture. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, um, and the fact that some men seem to be incredibly confused about consent and like paranoid about me too. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Cause I feel like this is the most like, like old lady stance that I've had and like, just like all these years. And I still haven't watched it because of that pilot that I watched. And I was pretty young when I saw that pilot. Like, it wasn't like, it's like my old woke brain was just like, <laughs> no, like it was just like, uh, it was a visceral reaction. It was a very visceral reaction that I still like, even years later now, I still feel it. And it still makes me uncomfortable. I mean, so, I had like, that with game of Thrones, like the first few episodes, <laughs> like, and that's why I didn't watch it. And I've had like 8 million people lecture me on why I should, watch anyways and it'll get better and it's not that I don't believe them I'm just like I don't have eight seasons worth of time right (laughs) to be triggered so I can see somebody eventually like have a cool growth storyline that's Mm -hmm. awesome if you do that's great yeah (laughs) I know someone's gonna come for me oh yeah I'm not I'm not even shitting on Game of Thrones it's just like I feel like people are gonna come for me too the cultural (laughs) obsession with like convincing someone to watch something because you like it even when someone's told you very clearly it makes them uncomfortable is frustrating yeah because it just makes it seem like are we like are we cowards like i mean yeah is that really i mean i watch plenty of stuff that is scary and brutal you yeah, know I just, it's, it's just, just my this, brain shuts down sometimes right yeah it's yeah <laughs> so um yeah this so, so you know home fries <laughs> oh, speaking so, of brutal speaking of brutal home fries yeah it's really just like uh so so at the beginning of the movie it's like Catherine O'Hara has tricked um, Jake Busey and Luke Wilson to get into a helicopter and scare their stepfather for cheating. And they end up scaring him to death. Yeah, he has a heart condition and it shows in that scene where he gets scared to death that he was like about to take his uh, medication. Um, And he like doesn't because he's so scared by a helicopter. And then he has a heart attack. Um, And then... Yeah, uh, Busey is like, haha, he's dead. Like, he just apparently never cared about him at all. Yeah. It's very bizarre to me. And Luke Wilson is like freaked out, but like more in the sense of like, um, because they killed someone, not because it's his. I mean, it is their stepdad, but still. (laughs) Yeah, they don't seem to like this guy. We don't know how long he's been around. We don't really know anything else about. Henry, except that he got Drew Barrymore pregnant and lied to her and also lied to Catherine O'Hara. Um, but it, it seems pretty clear from the way the family views him that he was a bad dude. 
you know, capital B. <laughs> yeah, capital B bad. So uh, it's just like a bunch of hijinks to where like they there's like some interference with the radio that they use. It all it gets into like the burger the burger omatic burgermatic headset, and so they're just like, oh no, what if the burgermatic people like witnessed it? I mean, even if they did hear what he was hear what they were saying, they would have never known that it was a murder. It's really they would have had no idea. They would have yeah. just heard like a helicopter and. Or, and like maybe a guy getting scared, they would have no way to to piece these together. So this paranoia in the plot. I mean, yeah, if you kill someone, you're probably going to be paranoid. <laughs> uh, but it it just feels very out of left field. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Luke Wilson has to infiltrate the Burgermatic to figure out if they know anything. And meanwhile, Jake Busey's just being a jerk, and Captain O'Hara is being a jerk, and. Drew Barrymore is being perfect and she's so perfect that Luke Wilson falls in love with her and it takes it a comically long time for him to realize that the that the guy who impregnated her is his stepdad even though they're mourning at the exact same time they're upset at the exact it's same time it's a tiny it's yeah. literally it's not <laughs> even like the way that this is set up like cuz at one point when um Luke Wilson and Busey um, are like talking about the the places nearby. They list like three things. It's not even a town. Yeah. It's so rural. Everyone just lives where they live. They have cars and they go to the Burgermatic and there's like maybe a store. Yeah. So the fact that someone died, like it would probably be the same guy. It yeah. just, it feels it like I, I, I kept like blinking and just being like, wait, we're really supposed to believe that he doesn't know yet that it was his stepdad oh, that impregnated very... Drew Barrymore? Okay, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's very yeah. weird. And their love story is really just like a nothing thing. Like it's, it's nothing. Thing, it's I mean, it's like it's on the it's on like if you it's on the poster, it's on the DVD box, but there's really nothing there. The only thing is, is that it seems like Drew Barrymore is the first nice woman Luke Wilson has ever met. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess the only reason I believe that is because it literally seems like there's like seven women yeah. that exist. Yeah. And there's somehow like kind of a lot of men. There's She's like also 10 just of like them. the only young woman in town. Like every yeah. other woman that we see is old. It feels like everyone else, like all the other women her age must have like moved away or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they were know. just like, no, I don't want to be stuck in this town. Like, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, same. Like, I understand. Right. Yeah, she's um, like the, the cute one that's left. Yeah. And I don't know what Jake Busey's thing is. Like, I don't, I feel like he wants to like fuck his mom. Uh, because he doesn't really <laughs> seem to have any other like he doesn't he doesn't like Luke Wilson he doesn't like anyone else he didn't like his stepdad his mom seems to be the only person that he likes yeah he's he's got a very obsessive need for her um you know for her approval which I mean that's not super rare um at face value but the links he goes to are truly pathological and yeah it feels like an obsession. Yeah, we're it, not. Yeah, we're not really given any motivation for his existence nope. beyond like nope. doing crazy shit that Catherine O'Hara <laughs> tells him to. Yeah. Um. And Luke Wilson, I mean, I just love him as an actor. Yeah. So even in this role, I like like him, even though he's I don't. Such a cutie. He's just cute. Yeah. yeah. And even though I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You're falling in love with your stepdad's like ex person. I don't know what. 
to call her. I don't want to call her side chick, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, she's a baby mama. Like, yeah, it's that is, that is what she is, and this is a very incestuous movie. Yeah, like, through and through. Oh like, yeah, especially like in the scene where she's like giving birth, and he's just like, "Well, I was the son and the stepdad, but I guess I'm technically the brother." But blah blah. I'm your brother, and I'm your brother, and your. And I want to be kind of your stepdad, even though my stepdad is your dad. Why don't you just, <laughs> just like, like, can this not like, am I supposed to think this is cute? Because wh- it grosses me out. Why don't you just take a bus to the next town, like a 15 minute like, bus to the fucking next town and, again, and meet another woman? Yeah. And again, it just goes back to like, <laughs> I love Drew Barrymore and she is very charming in it because she's Drew Barrymore and she is like adorable. But but her character isn't really given any personality like they don't have any conversations about fucking anything besides his dead stepdad the baby and burgermatic like we never we don't even have like a corny contrived scene where they talk about movies or like wanting to be a singer oh or god. some bullshit you oh know oh my god and did you notice that like, like every it's single just <laughs> literally like nothing and i'm just like yeah like you know if there was something then I might be able to get on board for their romance. But, like, they don't talk about anything ever. Okay, so did you notice that whenever Luke Wilson wants to calm down, he's trying to remember, like, the burger recipe for Burgermatic? all this movie made me think is like that i kind of want a burger yeah (laughs) it did make me even though like the burger scenes are accurately gross i still wanted one oh yeah they those burgers look disgusting yeah it's like i will get e coli and i am down (laughs) um yeah i mean and we have uh daryl mitchell uh plays a co-worker at burgermatic roy um and he just like there's this scene where he's training Luke Wilson <laughs> and Luke Wilson's like really upset that he doesn't have a headset yet. Cause he wants to figure out how they intercepted his murder. <laughs> um, and so he keeps asking about the headset and Roy is just getting pissed off at him. And he's like, just like make the burger. Like I'm showing you, you got to make the burger first. And it's like really like gratuitous shots of like Luke Wilson putting together a burger, but like he put one too many pickles. Slices. Oh my God. Like, yeah. It's just like a whole bunch of shit. Like, it did. It gave weird. me like flashbacks to every like, um, like food service job I've had. Cause I've never had them at like a fancy place. So oh, yeah, no, it's I always been very Caesars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's always been like, um, you know, coffee shop food or like fast food kind of thing like movie theater you know so like i would would make like like bagel pouring fake oil onto popcorn and (laughs) stuff and so it's like so just seeing that gross food like really took me back (laughs) yeah i don't know what was trying to what was what this movie was trying to do um i do wonder what the original script was because i am almost 100 percent that this is not yeah (laughs) yeah i like and i really am curious like yeah i don't know what this movie was trying to do like i feel like they could have like on one hand it felt like Catherine o'hara was more of a female lead than drew barrymore oh yeah you know like i was like is this about like unhealthy relationships with mothers like is this like an electra complex and if thing? we're going like, to do it like let's really do it yeah like if we're gonna explore this like mama's boy thing that could be really interesting um but it doesn't commit to that it has to have love but then it's incestuous and then drew barrymore is not really given enough time or content so it's just like we're shoehorning in this love we have this whole convoluted like murder cover-up yeah um of like, this stepdad character that's time. also really like it would be more compelling if we knew literally anything about him besides the f- where he puts his dick yeah. um <laughs> yeah that would be fantastic yeah and i mean 
I, it's just it, men it, are it's so a, weird. It's like, a lot. I, like I feel like this. Do you feel like this movie was kind of trying to be deep at points? Because I kind of did. I felt like it was trying to yeah. be like like it was like a slice of life, but like absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I feel like uh, you know. I feel like it was, but I also think that a lot of problems with like male created rom coms is like. They will do, they will throw in whatever kind of wacky thing to make what they consider to be interesting. It's like they almost think that love on its own isn't Is, interesting. Yeah, which, it, like, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> you know, because yeah, you could I say mean, that's maybe they've seen like. mostly bad romance movies so they're yeah. like yeah it's boring like, oh, yeah, i can do one it's boring <laughs> like yeah love on its own is boring and like tropey and it's like sure it can be but it can also be really fucking deep and good and interesting and complicated and um, this and there are ingredients here where it could be yeah that's the thing is i mean it like we said there's be, uh, and i hate saying this but i kind of think it would be more interesting if it's jake Busey who fell in love with her yeah I think so, too, because he seems more tied to his family. Yeah. Like, Luke Wilson doesn't even really feel like a son to Catherine O'Hara. He feels like, to me, he feels like Jake Busey's best friend, like, childhood friend. He doesn't yeah. feel like his brother. It's a very weird dynamic. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think that it was just, like, a situation where they didn't know who their most interesting characters were. Yeah, it, it, it feels like... Um, the camera never really zoomed. Um, and yeah. then we're just supposed to kind of like digest all of this, but it's not well done enough for that to work. <laughs> um, I mean, but it does like even the setting of like Burger Matic and the characters, like you could keep them all in this universe and do something interesting. And it feels like it feels like a loss in that sense because there are all these people I like, and there's these factors, there's plot factors that could be interesting. I really think the murder, like, was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it would have been way more interesting if the if the dad was still alive and everybody was just, like, you know, fucking dealing with it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the dad dying, especially because the dad, like, He's not like super interesting, but like I, I would have wanted to see more of him. Yeah, because the first like the the first scene he's he like kind of funny. Yeah, he like rolls up to Burger Matic and he tells Drew Barrymore that he told Catherine O'Hara about her, and he's basically like, yeah, I admitted that you know I've been cheating, and you know I came clean to her, and um. And he's, like, obviously proud of himself in this moment. Like, okay, we're good now. <laughs> and then, and we don't see Drew Barrymore's belly yet. And then she, like, steps back and she's like, you know, I need a father. He's like, do you want to, like, get a ride home? She's like, no, I need a father. And then, like, yeah, and then he drives. And then that's when he ends up getting scared by the helicopter. So it's just like, I want a little more about him. I want to know why... I want to know how him and Drew Barrymore connected. Like, was it amazing sex? Did she, did, oh, like, yeah. I also I want to know that. I also want to know, like, what was going on with him and Catherine O'Hara. Like, I feel like we needed to at least see them together so that we could, you know, have a point to stand on to when, like, we can look back to their relationship. Like, was it a sham relationship or was it actually good? Has she always been like this or did she just crack recently? Right? Like, I'm very curious because... You know, if she was deeply in love with him, then her heel turn would make more sense because it's such a betrayal on his part. Yeah. Or is this just a dude she thought was shitty forever and then he finally, like, stepped out on her um, and she's like, finally, now I have a reason. <laughs> I 
a reason to get rid of him. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It doesn't ever make that clear. Um, and yeah, it kind of feels like a season finale. <laughs> of it a does. Show, yeah, a it, show that we weren't watching. It does. It does. Yeah. That's a really great way of putting it because there are so many moving parts. And it's like there's a lot of characters, but also there's a lot of characters that we pay attention to in a setting that has very few people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and it's uh, not enough Shelley Duvall. Like, how dare you? Oh bring yeah, Shelley it's Duvall such a waste this. of Shelley Duvall. There's there's like five or six scenes with guns too. Oh yeah, so many <laughs> Lots guns. Of guns in this movie. Everyone's just pointing guns at each other and like, oh my god. I definitely felt but like there were some like <laughs> southern kind of rural tropes going on, but yeah. I can't speak to that directly. Uh, like, yeah, I can, and yeah, it was it was it was wild, man. Like, and also I love. I I honestly think the the best part of the movie is the dad showing up to the birthday party and he's so upset that Shelley Duvall didn't tell him about. It, but then the kid is just like so calm because he's seen this before and he's just oh, like oh yeah no that kid i was like if anyone should be nominated for something it's that child oh my like, god i loved him he just kept because he was good he was good with like his facial expressions he was so, good and also just like as a person who has like had like to deal with like abusive relatives like that is exactly how you respond you're just like oh man they're really at it again yeah, yeah you're like this person showed up like, god damn it's like it's <laughs> sad but it's also just like it happens so much like i noticed that like so much in movies like when it has like abusive relatives and like young kids is just like it's super sad but there's also just like something kind of like funny i mean and i'm just speaking from experience about just the fact that like you can just look at your life just like i'm looking at my life and like what yeah like, what my dad <laughs> my dad has a gun at this birthday party what yeah <laughs> like, yeah I exactly can't wait to write my novel about this exactly <laughs> like, he's just so like this whatever kid, this kid is getting ready to write a bestseller in it his is brain. also wild that like <laughs> like we don't know how old drew barrymore is supposed to be um because it feels like her character is supposed to be in her 20s yeah um uh, but like, yeah, her brother's like seven, you know, I mean, and that, that ha like age differences, like I have a sibling that's like 10 years, you know, yeah. from me, but it is like, he's so much younger than her. <laughs> like it's wild. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know why that was like really interesting to me. I was like, do you have any middle siblings or like, you're just, that's an interesting sibling dynamic. Yeah. Um, but I'm always very interested in sibling dynamics in movies. I think cause I have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, this movie is, I don't know. It's like as much as I'm frustrated with it and like it doesn't know what it's doing and it yeah. feels like it's wasting good actors, it doesn't upset me to watch in the way that some movies do. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And I cover. mean, I've watched, like I said, I watched this movie a bunch of times growing up. And so when you mentioned it, I was like, man, like again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, I gotta watch this one I'm again. Watching Home Fries again? Yeah, like I, it's yeah, very I was easy like, easy to watch. <laughs> it is. It's it's e it's like easy listening for movies. Like, yeah, um, like you're not like, wow, that was great. You're just like, okay. Like, I watched it this morning, you know, I, like, drank a smoothie, and I was like, okay. And oh, they, I watched it this morning while drinking Yeah, <laughs> see? And it had, like, good, it also does have, like, good uh, music. I feel like the soundtrack is probably pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not a good movie, capital G. Um, it's definitely not a good romance, <laughs> that's for sure. It's definitely a bad romance when it comes to that part. Because um, it literally ends with him telling the baby that 
that the family's incestuous. <laughs> and like, we're supposed to be like, oh, cute. <laughs> He's like, I'm your brother and hopefully your stepdad. And my stepdad's like, that's the, that's the bow on this movie. Oh my God. Which feels yeah. fitting. I mean, like, <laughs> like what a weird family. Like, I can't even imagine what they would be doing, what they would talk about. Like that relationship, I feel like it. Like, and just I like feel the like tension gonna- with like her mother-in-law, like, oh yeah, I fucked your ex who died. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like it's one of those things. You're where the I grandma like- and the kind of. What what else is she? <laughs> yeah, I think that the marriage is either gonna like last forever because they're both like because so very, fucking weird. very passive people. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like going to end and like one of them realizes, oh wait, this isn't this isn't life. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I feel I actually feel like she would be the one who would uh, leave, even though her character feels the most passive. I feel like she would just have a moment like an like a post partum like moment of like crisis <laughs> yeah Bye. like uh, you know if it was just like a uh, home fries too wow i was just really emotional because i was pregnant exactly. who are you yeah. <laughs> oh my god i love that that that's really funny like do you like a real comedy answer to it it's just like her like coming out of her hormonal haze she's like what did i do did i just marry the guy who murdered my baby daddy who's also kind of the baby brother but like what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god her and Catherine o'hara just get drunk and like become roommates wow like, <laughs> i want it uh, that's the movie that i want i do i do want to see drew barrymore and Catherine o'hara in the same room again yeah um 100 maybe drew barrymore could do like a really weird cameo on schitt's creek that would be really out of nowhere and i would love it that would be good also like bring shelly duvall in the into the fold How's yeah she they What's really she did waste her like uh, like i hope she got paid well for not being on screen much wait is Shelley Duvall alive I think so right let me okay well okay well (laughs) good she is yeah I was so scared (laughs) oh my god yeah she feels like she would be dead and not because of her age just like (laughs) that's a weird thing to say (laughs) no I mean no she was but do you know what I mean like she she was hitting it hard through a lot of like the 90s like she produced a lot of television and was doing a lot of I think I think she she because because of some of the stuff that she's been in like she feels there's something about her that feels a little tragic to me yeah um in a way that it makes her compelling and so I like just expect that something tragic happened and I'm glad it didn't yeah I mean aside from um Paul Simon leaving her for Carrie Fisher Right. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace, Carrie. Rest in peace, Carrie. <laughs> and Ugh. I mean, I totally, I mean, you're choosing between two beautiful women, but honestly, like a thruple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I was thinking. I was I'm, I'm here for this fan fiction, Jordan. I was watching Yentl yesterday and I was, and it was the first time I'd ever watched Yentl. And I was looking, I was like, Yentl, Hadaz, uh, whoever Mandy Patinkin was playing. I don't know how to pronounce that name. And I was just like, y'all could just be a thruple. It's good that you all want to fuck each other. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. You're like, and then Yentl just has to like go to America because like he can't deal with the fact that like she wants to learn and that she'll never be a real woman, finger quotes. And I'm just like, what? Whatever, Nick, like nut up, like I want, I want, <laughs> Jordan, I want you to write a list of movies that like could be updated in 2019, just like 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 solve the conflict by creating a thruple. Oh, like, yes, okay, the, yeah, like that's, that's gonna be my maybe we thing. should include that as a footnote on our newsletter. 
<laughs> just like a few choice movies that could be completely transformed. <laughs> oh, yes. Everyone's oh, yes. happy. Oh, yeah. And you will be receiving, um, if you are a patron, you will be receiving the quarterly newsletter at the end of this month. So, so buckle up for some yeah, recommendations. Recommendations of good movies. And, yeah. Um, we did our first bonus episode. We talked about Zondali last month. And this month, we're going to pick a different erotic thriller. We haven't decided which one yet. And I know that y'all want us to talk about How I Met Your Mother. So we're going to do that, too, eventually. I'm going to be in Austin. I'm going to be at South by Southwest. So I won't be around for, like, at least, like, a, a week in the month. But then I'll be back. and you know. You'll be back. Well, the gang will be back. Yes. It'll be good. <laughs> So, um, patreon.com slash badromancepod, be a patron. Yeah, do it. It's just $2 for the first tier. Um, but, you know, if you drop five or eight, then you get bonus episode access and or... You request to request your own film, and we so. got some requests coming up. I've been, uh, we've been looking at your requests. Even if we like don't reply, we see it. We're taking notes. Yes, we're gonna um, do them. We're gonna do them, and I really hope that you enjoy the Patreon. Hope that you enjoy the show. I hope you rate us on iTunes and listen to us on all the platforms. Stream us. We love it. Stream us. Yes, we love it. Every time somebody streams us, um. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I feel a little more moisturized. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we will be back next week. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's go this truck. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Yeah, let's go this truck. Maybe tomorrow he'll say.